Beware! This is So You Goose That Was Bumps To You, a little spin-off of the main pod where we explore each episode of the much-loved 90s children's TV show Goosebumps and review each with our proprietary rating system, How Many Bumps Out Of Ten. My name is Evan, and you may well be sick of Goosebumps episodes, but I bloody love them and I'm gonna keep doing them. Wait until the end of the episode when I absolutely eat those words. Joining me this episode are Johnny, with whom your ears should have become accustomed to by now, and Dan, who's come back for a second episode since Human Traffic. How are you doing, boys? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yeah. Well, I got made redundant from work this week, but I'm not going to moan about it, because I know Johnny's just going to turn around and say his nan died, so I'm going to say my week was good. <laughs> Could End be of worse, question. couldn't it? Mm, yeah, you, know, you think you've had a bad week, do you, Dan? <laughs> nah, she was old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the worst, to be fair, I think having this fucking dog that we're looking after is worse than my granny dying. He's the right little shit. <laughs> it's a Dalmatian, isn't it? Yeah, he's very yeah, cute. Yeah, they are quite just, Mate, he fucking... When he wants to be nice, he's very cute, but most of the time I want to shut his head in a door. <laughs> I know both of you are going to shit on me for this, but you just want cats. They're so low effort. Fuck cats, son. (laughs) Good. I'm glad you're both good. Well, (laughs) following on. Is that what you got from that, is it, Evan? (laughs) Following on from the excellent Welcome to Camp Nightmare, we've reached Goosebumps Episode 7, The Phantom of the Auditorium. And let's get started, as we always do, with a quick plot synop. At school... There is talk of a real phantom who has haunted the auditorium for years. Brooke tries to laugh it off, but when haunting messages appear on set, a trap door is discovered on stage and a piece of scenery comes crashing down. It's no joke. Okay, so that would have made more sense if my cadence wasn't absolutely fucked there, but just put it together in your heads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Once again, pretty comprehensive. Yeah, that's the episode in a nutshell. I don't know if we need to include these for the Goosebumps ones, they're so short. But <laughs> some people might tune out here, who knows. <laughs> right then, let's get started with the episode proper. It opens with a phantom on stage. And just so everyone's mm. aware, by the way, if you, you didn't get it from the amazing pun of the title, it is just the Phantom of the Opera. So when we say phantom, it's not ghost or ghoul or spirit. It's just the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. The same half mask, the same hat and cape. It's the same fucking thing. But I'm guessing there's some copyright issues or some uh, something like that to call it Phantom of the Opera. So I haven't seen Phantom of the Opera. So I didn't like... I kind of knew it was related to that, but like, is it is it really close to that storyline, or is it like just like a horror spin? Yeah, like it's the same story. Okay, well, I, I, when I read the trivia for this, it's that this was a spoof of that. So I'm assuming yeah. this is this is just the story of that. And yeah, to call this a spoof is really going some distance on what it is, which yeah. is just a rip off. It's yeah. just the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's a woman falls in love with a man, and then. I think her father disapproves, so he kills him, or something like that, and then he haunts the the opera, the opera. Okay. Not too far off what we're about yeah. to trudge through. <laughs> fucking, yeah, put on your wellies, because it's a muddy bog of a fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, this opens with the Phantom, the Phantom of the Opera, doing some real cringy fucking beta cut <laughs> sweeping motions on some stage. Uh, and then we pull out from that, and it turns out it's just our protagonist, Brooke, having a nightmare. Well, it's, it's actually a vision we're about to find out. 
she is now she's at school where the mm. rest of this is going to take place and she's in the theater and they are rehearsing for the, the school play which just so happens to be if you can guess the <laughs> phantom which i think is just what people call the phantom of the opera i think that's kind of like yeah. the street name for it you know phantom for the cool kids that and rolls royces yeah, yeah, all those cool theatre kids. The guys out in the back of the alley snapping their fingers and maybe hissing a bit. <laughs> you want to fight, punk? <laughs> We're introduced to, to Brooke's little group of other theatre friends here. And there's Corey, there's Zeke, there's Tina. And they're all discussing the roles that they've gotten. And Corey congratulates Brooke on getting the role of Esmeralda. Mm. Uh, but he jokes that she should watch out because Tina, who is her understudy, might try to uh, cause a bit of an accident to get the role herself. But Tina could not be less interested because she says the role is cursed and the play is cursed, which is mm. really odd since she must have auditioned for the role to become the understudy. My point exactly. If you really have such a thing about how terrifying it is to be in this play, don't be in it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's forcing you to do it, are they? Like, <laughs> just fucking be like, nah, I think I'm going to miss this one. I'll jump on the next one. I'm fucking digging your own grave. So I had to <laughs> I had to rewind like three times when Corey came in because it's the most aggressive compliment I've ever heard in my life. He, like, he walks onto the stage. <laughs> yeah. and I can't remember the exact words, but he's like, well done, Brooke. Well done for getting that part. It's a great part. Yeah, but way he's, to go. Like, pointed and... Like aggressively screaming at her. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Is that a compliment? The way you're wording that. <laughs> I thought that he was like taking the piss out of her. Like, oh, way to go. You're a fucking nerd. Like, whatever. But no, he's being genuinely sincere. <laughs> like, he's well, the bully well who's got done, a Brooke. free session. So he's popped into the theatre just to fucking berate them. Yeah. Look at these fucking nerds. Enjoy acting. <laughs> I tell you what all these kids have in common, though. They're all fucking shit at acting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bit Actually, ironic, isn't it? <laughs> not, yeah, not one of them, including the adults as well. The the teacher, she's fucking dreadful, too. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking pitiful. The acting is awful. And I've seen some bad pornos in my time, but... This acting in this. Oh yeah, this is below that. You're cracking one off to this, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Don't judge me. Weird. It's full of children. We're gonna have to call someone. That's Jesus not what I Christ, said, man. No wonder you've been fired. <laughs> Johnny, we said we'd avoid nonce stuff in these episodes from now well, on. Not if they're literally on the call with us. We have a responsibility <laughs> to the public. Dan is not a paedophile, just so everyone knows. Well, Tina now explains the curse to the rest of the little drama club. And, and it's all about the, the first play that the school ever put on, which also mm. happened to be Phantom. And from the gist of this episode, you seem to get the gist that every year they tried to put on the Phantom, but it never really works out. Yeah, she explains that there was a boy who played the Phantom who disappeared in that very first incarnation of the play, uh, and they mm. never found the body. And a year later, uh, his ghost appeared. If it was a year later, how do you know it's a ghost and not just him come back? The boy. <laughs> you assume it's a ghost, but well, it could just be him. I mean, we know later on it's 70 years later and this ghostly thing. It would be weird if he still looked like a child, but a year isn't that much of a fucking jump, is it? I think that's was it they, 70? Yeah, because they're saying like their grandparents. 72, yeah. Oh, I thought they said 17. Well, that's not really long <laughs> enough for a ghost, is it? You need to percolate a little bit I'll more. right to jogging. <laughs> 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 well at this point we get a little jump scare because as Tina's explaining the curse 
uh, Zeke, who's our sort of class clown joker in this drama club. He's pretending to be the Phantom. Well, he's got the role of the Phantom, but he he jumps out from behind the curtain and he grabs Brooke, pulls her to the ground. It's a very, very funny joke. This is when Miss Walker comes in, Mrs. Acting herself. <laughs> she breaks up the kerfuffle and she just wants to get started What's with the play. all this noise, is what she says. Yeah, yeah. In the most one wooden of fucking... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Get in the bin. Not even the worst actor in this. No, no. That bit where, is it Zeke pulls Brooke back through the curtain... That happened twice. Yes, because yeah. I'm presuming it was like an ad, it was like an advert, like a cut scene on the original recording, and then they just replayed it. So I thought I was going mental. I was like, "Why is that happening twice?" <laughs> <laughs> but then I realised was- repetition is funny, and it was a really funny joke. <laughs> Alarmingly close to the very, very beginning of the thing as well. Mm. I guess it was probably aired in the states, right? So it's they have ads every fucking five minutes over there. Yeah, this was on Fox Kids, which had loads of ads. And because they're only 20 minutes long, they shoved them in like every five minutes to sell you toys. That's outrageous. On the length time, it felt a lot longer than 20 minutes. I don't know about you guys. I I class 20 minutes as one Simpsons episode in my head, because that's my gauge of a 20-minute time frame. This felt like four Simpsons episodes being shoved in my face (laughs) repeatedly. (laughs) Yeah, trying to keep track of the plot and also just the real fucking bottom-of-the-barrel acting, it makes it feel like longer. It felt like 72 years. (laughs) I felt like the ghost. Am I the phantom? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Miss Walker comes in. uh, She she tells everybody what their roles are uh, and um, she explains the basic plot of the Phantom of the Opera. We don't need to go over that. Corey, then, who... I think this is the last time he's in the episode, because I, I don't really so, yeah. remember him. Yeah. He just starts sinking into the stage. <laughs> um, and it's a little bit funny, because he's calling for help, yeah. and she just, she's, she's not listening to him. She thinks he's taking the piss. Is help really necessary, though? Um, he's descending he's very slowly on a chair. He could have just stood up and got off. <laughs> Isn't that more ominous, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being in quicksand. Yeah. It didn't fall through the floor. It was slowly descending. <laughs> he could have just stood up and stepped onto the stage and he would have been fine help help the climate said took him to say help he could have just got off <laughs> one of the many things i hate about this is that fucking moving floor platform in the stage i know God. And the whole episode is about it <laughs> <laughs> that and Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, well, Miss Walker explains that what he was on was the old trapdoor, which is currently being fixed up by the school maintenance to get ready for this on- incarnation of uh, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, but it hasn't been used since that very first play when that boy went missing. Ooh, I wonder where he was. <laughs> also, this is the most foreshadowing I've ever heard in a sentence yeah. when she's like, it's not being used in all that time. It's a trapdoor. Don't go down there. They keep getting all these shots of like the Phantom swirling around in all this mist and shit as well, don't we? Like trying to act all ominous and that. But all I could think of was Charlie Kelly when they have the fucking Halloween party in Always Sunny. That was it. Yeah. Yes, I knew it was triggering something in my mind. to defend your honour. <laughs> it reminded me of I can't remember what it was called but it was like a magician show when we were kids please one of you know what I'm talking about uh, what like a Britain's Got Talent kind of thing uh, no much younger I can't remember is it Stephen Mulhern no it was like quite a, like a spooky magician show and it was like real magic and then they kind of showed you at the end but it was like a, the magician was really scary 
I'm That's hoping one, one, of one rule of magic. Wait, you don't reveal the secrets. Are you thinking of the masked magician? That's where it. he would tell you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I used to fucking love that shit. And he just had like this metal plate yeah, on yeah, his yeah. face and a black leotard. Like that's the one. Yeah. It just reminded me of that. Yeah. I've never I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. Do I need to do a podcast on the masked magician? <laughs> oh. Should we cut this now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's not ringing any bells. Really? Oh, it was good. It was good. It was on one of those channels that just played a load of crap. So you had to tune in at the right time. You never oh, really knew when oh, it was okay. on. It was like a mixed bag of shit going on on this <laughs> channel. Well, all the kids now leave the stage because school is over. But Zeke wants Brooke to stay behind because he wants to take a little look beneath the stage. See where that trap door goes. Mm. Uh, she tries to get out of it by telling him that she dreamed of the trap door. <laughs> and she's never even seen it before. So that's really freaky. But somehow that doesn't convince him. And they both go down. Oh, this, I, this is where I really couldn't take any more of this girl's acting. And I don't like to razz on the kids too much because they are kids. But also, kids can act. Yeah. Like on the Disney Channel, they did act quite well. And we've got loads of child actors now. So I don't know what's going on with these. But she is eyes open fully all the time, hands open, palms facing out, yeah. and mouth agape 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I get, like I said, I don't really want to fucking just go in on these kids because that seems unfair but this was the worst lot that we've had absolutely yeah and not even just the kids in this we're going to get to someone who appears soon who is <laughs> the worst person in this and he is an adult so let's power on until we get to him oh. uh, they go down the trap door down that sort of rick and it's not really a trap door by the way because that implies that it opens and you fall through it's a lift that goes down <laughs> so they're on the lift going down uh, and they get to the bottom and there's a bit of a shake and Brooke loses her glasses. She does that whole fucking Velma thing where she's looking for them and mm. she can't find Zeke. And then he does another fucking jump scare and hands her the, the glasses. It's, everything so far has been bait and switch. We've not actually seen anything spooky. They pretend something spooky is happening and then they just shit in your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they essentially decide straight away that they don't want to be down there. They don't look around at all. They just go straight back up. But the lift freezes just before they get to the top. Zeke climbs out uh, and then as we're waiting for him to offer a, a hand down, instead, a, another man helps Brooke out off of the platform. Uh, and this is worst acting man ever. Yep. This is Emil, the night janitor, which should be a red flag because there is no such thing, but it isn't for these kids. <laughs> They're just called, shocker, janitors. <laughs> this isn't a fucking bank. There aren't like... <laughs> God. I want to know how logistically that happened because Zeke must have got up from the lift trapdoor thing, walked away like without looking back because presumably Emil was behind him and then just kept on walking <laughs> until Emil grabbed Brooke and then Brooke started shouting for help. Zeke should have been about 200 yards away by this point because it was about <laughs> two minutes long. Like, why is he not looking behind and offering a hand straight away? Because he's a fucking little I think twat. I can explain that. Okay. It's because the janitor's, sorry, the night janitor's favourite and only line is stay away. So I imagine as soon as he got up <laughs> off the lift, the janitor said stay away to him and he st stayed away. He stayed away. And then the janitor had to help up Brooke. <laughs> and when she gets up, he just says stay away to her a bunch of times. A couple of times, yeah. Well, <laughs> she's got to stay away, ain't she? As we all see, she does. 
She, she takes his warning and she runs with it right back down under the stage to where he's living. <laughs> I, well, I tried to postulate here why he'd want them to stay away other than the very obvious that he's living down there. Yeah. Uh, and I like to think that this is because he's the night janitor and for the past 10 years he's just been sweeping all the night trash into the, <laughs> into the under hole. the stage and it's all just collapsed under there so there's 10 years worth of like empty bottles and stuff under there. He doesn't want the school to find out about it. Sweeping all, sweeping all the insults uh, that are like leathered against Tina just down the little trap door. <laughs> he sounds, when he speaks, he sounds just like Al Pacino as well. Did any of you pick up on that? It feels like he's going for like a Dracula-esque yeah. type thing, but it does come out very Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink your spaghetti sauce. <laughs> oh. Well, next we're at rehearsal again. Shocker. Brooke. Brooke. Brooke meets the new Brooke. boy. <laughs> Brooke. Brooke. Damn, now I have to leave that in. <laughs> Brooke meets the new boy, Brian Coulson. He was in all the plays at his previous school, and he just wishes that he'd gotten to this school early enough to audition mm. for this play. That's everything you need to know about Brian. There's definitely nothing more. <laughs> I literally immediately said, Is Brian a ghost? <laughs> yes, first meeting. <laughs> Shocker. So Brian's the he ghost. He is then. the ghost. But I was, because of the last episode, I was like, There's going to be some fucking mad twist in this, right? So it's not, it's not going to be exactly what I think it is, because they've done a pretty good job of covering up their tracks by just fucking completely blindsiding you with some shit. But in this instance, I've been bang on with every single assessment. <laughs> so yeah. In this scene, I love how when Brooke and Brian meet and then Brooke kind of just like leaves the scene and then Tina kind of jumps in. And even the new kid, Brian, who has never been at the school, never met any of these guys, as soon as Tina introduces herself <laughs> to him, he just sighs and looks to the right like he doesn't want to be speaking to this girl that everyone hates so much. Oh, you must she be is Tina. A you must be the Tina of this school with your giant fucking teeth. She had big 90s kids teeth. It's did. a fucking plague. <laughs> it's an epidemic. Weirdly, she's the only one. Uh, I didn't really look properly, but she's the only one who was in anything like substantial apart uh, like she was in mean girls apparently yeah. oh all of the other four actors i clicked on weren't really in anything but tina was no, in mean they, girls apparently they all kind of finished up in like the 90s didn't they all the kids actors by the looks of it i i think this this tv show finished all of their careers <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Is> <laughs> their, their fucking highlight reel or whatever it is that they give to like casting directors it's just this episode they're never getting work again <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, when your acting style is point your palms out as far as you can, you're not really going to go very they, far. They call it the Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken the Iron Man school of uh, acting. <laughs> well, Brooke finishes this conversation midway because she realises she's left a book in her locker or some bullshit. Uh, and she runs back to that and finds that someone has put like a discount Halloween mask in there, along with a note that reads... Stay away from my home sweet home, Esmeralda. You know, having you believe that it was the janitor who was hovering above the, the hole in the ground. Hmm. Well, you'd think so. But I'm get it was, right? <laughs> I was almost believing it was if we hadn't just come straight off the scene with Ghost yeah. Boy. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it could have been either. Because he knows that 
I mean, the homeless dude, as we find out, was living down there, and he doesn't want them poking around and finding his little house. But also the ghost might be like, get out of my house. So it could have been either. And that's never really resolved, is it? We'll discuss that at the end. Yeah. Because you're right, it could be. <laughs> but let's get there. Right. Just as she finds these notes and stuff, the principal turns up beside her locker. I don't really know what I noted this because they don't really say anything of meaning. I think this is just so you meet the principal because he shows up a bit again later. Mm. But he does look like he's living a horror story of his own a bit because he's <laughs> he's stage four, right? Yeah, he's, he's not looking healthy. <laughs> he's a bit creepy. Not a well man. Yeah. Yeah. Chloe said he looked like the demon headmaster. Which is maybe a reference we all know. No. Really? <laughs> I don't know that. That's oh, okay, so you've got a reading list for after yeah, this episode. Yeah, okay, I've got to fucking catch up. The mass magician, demon headmaster. <laughs> Start with demon headmaster. I uh won't be doing that. I've got to look after this fucking twat dog. <laughs> He'll probably eat the fucking book. I don't know, is it in a book? God, I'm so tired. I barely slept last night. You kept barking. <laughs> <laughs> right, onwards. <laughs> Would you rather look after that dog for 24 hours or watch this episode again for 24 hours straight? Well, the dog can sleep or I will put it to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Goosebumps never sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> Forever goose bumping. No, I'd look. I'd look after the dog. To be fair, this was a fucking steaming pot of shit. Let's save it, boys. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> well, now we're back in Brooke's room where she's practicing her screams. This is just yet another bait and switch. When all of a sudden she screams for real uh, because there's a phantom behind her. Ooh. But it's another bait and switch again because it's just fucking Zeke. But she does have cause to be alarmed because he's broken into her room to show her yeah. his costume. But now they just start rehearsing. Why did he break in for a start? If he's coming over to rehearse lines, couldn't he have just come in through the front door? <laughs> it's, it's not like coming over to like, I don't know, like Chirpser or something. He's he's there for school. It's like school work. <laughs> was this the part where he was like, are you not going to tell me how good I look? <laughs> yes, yes, that is this bit. So egotistical. Yeah. Also, you've just yeah. broken into my house. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of my house, please. Why are you here? She also, before this, when she's practicing her lines, she says something that says, not too bad, to herself. (laughs) Not too bad, if I do say so. Fucking hell, woman. That's how she wrapped every single scene in Goosebumps. (laughs) Not too bad. Pond's outstretched. Not not too bad. Not great, but not too bad. (laughs) Not too good, but not too bad. Goldilocks, that one. Just right. Just (laughs) career-ending enough. (laughs) Oh... Well, now we're back at school again. That would, that just happened so we could have a little spook from the Phantom. But again, we've not actually seen any real Phantom yet. I think they're all about to, to do a dress rehearsal, I believe. And Tina sort of walks past Brooke and says, break a leg. But you could tell she absolutely means that. But during the dress rehearsal, the lights suddenly go out and the Phantom appears. And he tells Brooke, Esmeralda, to go away. In that moment, a fake door which for all intents and purposes is just a real door being dropped on a girl. It doesn't matter whether or not it's part of the fucking play. This ghost is dropping a door on a girl. But on the door, it says, last warning, Esmeralda, or else. Well, yeah, that would have been the last warning because you'd have killed her. <laughs> yeah, You're, he was counting on her, counting on her getting out of the way, right? I, I guess so. I mean... <laughs> If not, problem solved yeah, still, yeah, I right? Guess so, yeah. <laughs> she's either warned or she's dead. Yeah. Win-win. <laughs> also, the Phantom at this point was an actual adult man. 
So was it Emil, the homeless guy, or was it the Phantom of whom we'll figure out in a moment? But it, it was clearly an adult man. Again, it could be like, yeah, at all times, it kind of looks like an adult man. Even at the end, when it is True. the real Phantom, it is clearly Emil on his knees because... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> knees up that's an adult man it's just his legs look like kids he's got his shoes on his knees really ever facing stage front <laughs> he swings in on that rope and that was fucking tidy like that landing timed it with height perfectly that he just feet gently caressed the ground into a slide it was fucking beautiful although he did have to turn around yeah, I suppose. But I'm guessing before he was made homeless, he worked in the circus. <laughs> that, that, it was some kind of trapeze. Tripri- <laughs> Fucking hell. Trapeze artist. <sighs> do you want to do that whole bit again, Johnny? Nah, don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> well, after this whole prank, let's call it for now, based on what the reaction's about to be, Zeke walks in. And Miss Walker, the the drama teacher, immediately points the finger at him. Mm. But is not angry enough at the boy for, like, almost having murdered a girl. She's mostly annoyed that there's paint everywhere. (laughs) Which is leading to the next scene. Tina, the fucking little grass, notices that there's a paint trail. And that leads all the way back to Zeke's locker. Uh, So the the finger's very much pointed at him at the moment. Mm. But this is where our little gang of Brooke, Brian, who is now in the gang, uh, (laughs) he's back again (laughs) with no ulterior motive. Yeah. Brooke, Brian, and Zeke, they want to figure out who really did this. So they speak to Mr. Johnson, who uh, is the day janitor for everyone who's not heard of him yet. This guy's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I, I love this guy. This is the only good part of the episode for me. The way he says, night janitor? There's no night janitor. He's, he, reminds me of, um, he reminds me of Doofy from Scary Movie. The way he kind of like laughs and talks at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is the yeah only redeeming scene of the episode for me. I mean, it made me smile. Yeah, it's good. They, they, so they ask him to um to help, uh, you know, help find out who actually took the paint or some bullshit. And they say, you know, you can leave this task for now. Leave it for the night janitor. And as Dan just said, there's no fucking night janitor, is there? Because that's not a real thing. All messes <laughs> are created in the day and therefore are cleaned up in the day by janitors. Evans never pissed the bed. <laughs> you clean that up yourself do you become a night janitor if you piss the bed <laughs> it would make the clean up more fun if you gave yourself true yeah. as night janitor and a little bit life shattering yeah. that you piss the bed i'm so tired i had to be up all night playing night janitor <laughs> get pissing the bed oh well without the help of the day janitor brian zeke and brooke uh decide to head down the trap door again uh, to look for a meal um, because obviously they've realised that there's no such thing as a night janitor and he probably was trying to keep them away from there because he's living down there. When they're down there, they, they find what they should have found the first time they went down, which is a whole fucking living room of a man clearly <laughs> yeah. living in the basement of the school. What I, what I want to know is why there's that much unused space in a school. Did you guys have like outdoor portable fucking buildings that you had to have, go to class in? 
Our, oh yeah. Half of our fucking school was made up of those, and this as like a whole subterranean layer underneath the fucking stage. Are you joking? <laughs> There's like long corridors and shit. It's... Yeah, and one side that's all night janitor, and then back right that's where sociology is. <laughs> <laughs> that's for night school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, so they, they find this whole domicile and he then jumps out and surprises them. He grabs Brooke and shakes her a little bit uh, and she manages to remove his mask. And obviously we see that it is a meal, uh, a real grown-up man. And for a second, because I didn't know this was 70 years later, I thought they said 17. <laughs> I thought, oh, Emil just fell down here, could never get up and grew up to be, you know, a, a man who lived below the basement. And, and sooner or later he figured out to get up uh, and pretended to be the night janitor to harass a couple of kids. That would be a better story. If only, yeah. Johnny. But <laughs> let's plough our way through to what we actually get, eh? Make sure you got those wellies on. <laughs> <laughs> they, because she ripped the mask off, he freaks out a little bit, and the other kids get away, she gets away, and the principal just happens to have heard what was going on and helps Brooke out of the hole. They call the police, they come say everything's fine. The only issue is that Emil got away. Oh yeah, and also there's five minutes of the episode left, so <laughs> something else is definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I reckon just let him live there. Yeah, we was causing no issues, no, was he? He was cleaning up. <laughs> well, he was, he was sweeping stuff into his house, but I suppose that is <laughs> cleaning up. Trying to kill children. I tell you what, Emil, stop trying to kill the kids, leave everyone alone, and you can have your little weird pad underneath the stage. <laughs> The bad thing is, this is it for Emil now. He's not back. No. We just don't know what happens to him. He's just a poor guy who got caught up in all of this. Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, the play is on uh, and Zeke is preparing to make his own entrance as the Phantom. But for some reason, he's stood on the, the trap door here. So he's going to be raised up about probably about four feet. He's not all the way down at the bottom where Emil was living. But for some reason, it won't move. And then he's chloroformed by a phantom-looking figure. Uh, we've got three in play at the moment now. And he's dragged away. Then that phantom is raised up onto the stage. And he just gives us two full-blown minutes of exposition for the end of the episode, <laughs> in case you hadn't been listening for the last 20. He explains that he was the boy who fell down the... Who fell down the, the elevator shaft, essentially. And nobody found him. I, I can't get past that. But surely he was just at the bottom of the elevator shaft. Literally. He calls it falling into an abyss. It was about six foot. And he would have been clearly invisible, invisible to everyone. And probably all right. Yeah. Yeah. He might have hurt himself a little bit, but he wouldn't die. <laughs> it's that somebody closed it and then they forgot about it for 70 years <laughs> until fucking Corey accidentally lowered himself in even then his bones would be on it do you know what I mean Like, they... <laughs> yes we'd have found him they would have smelt him <laughs> <laughs> do you think Emil made like a coffee table out of his bones <laughs> <laughs> proper egg just there a with TV it. remote out of his tibia <laughs> <laughs> He's writing on chalkboards with his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Sociology 101, <laughs> Mr. Emil. <laughs> Night janitor. Night janitoring. Janitoring? Fucking hell. No, that's it. Now it's canon. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Uh, somehow, there's a bit of a kerfuffle on stage. Twice I've used that word now. But um, Brooke manages to push the phantom 
who is actually a phantom now, he is a ghost, down back into the hole, and that sort of brings it full circle for him. But we're told now that it is actually because he got to perform as the phantom and now he's at peace or, or, or some bullshit. I don't know. They find somehow an old, uh, what are they called, school yearbook on stage. And in the first page is the boy, Brian Colson. <laughs> and it's from 70 years ago or some bullshit. And yeah. we, you know, they, they fucking dot the dots to find out that it was the phantom was Brian. Like if you, there it is. That's the episode. I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's pretty Just looking painful, at everyone's yeah. faces, <laughs> no breather, everyone's head in hands. <laughs> okay, let's let's do the question and then we'll do yeah, yeah. unraveling of thoughts. Okay, okay, I'll start with you, Dan. So you goose that was bumps, do you? Uh, and more importantly, how many bumps out of ten bumps? Uh, this episode did not bump my goose whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I can you give zero goose geese? You can give zero. This episode proves you can give zero. Yeah. I um I just want to preface that Goosebumps is like integral to my childhood. Uh the books was like the first series of books I ever read. I fucking love Goosebumps and I love R.L. Stein and I love the spin-off Goosebumps he did where you could pick what page you go to to choose a storyline, oh, which yes. Black Mirror copied, by the way, with Bandersnatch. But this episode has single handedly made me question my whole childhood because was Goosebumps this bad all along? <laughs> I need to come back on a later episode to find out probably, but I'm yes, going to give it yes. one goose or geese uh, out of 10 just because of the day janitor made me laugh a little bit, but otherwise it would have been zero. I'm giving it zero. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> shit compared to the last one we watched, which I actually... Like genuinely enjoyed. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, this, I mean, the acting was fucking shit. The, the, oh god, it wasn't scary, which is a pretty like important part of a horror like TV show, I suppose. It relied way too heavily on just darkness and smoke machines <laughs> to try and make it spookier. There was so much fog. <laughs> yeah, it was like they, they were just trying to make it ominous with all this other shit when really they could have just chosen a different story. I'm guessing he probably wrote a lot more than were made into TV shows, so oh, choose a different one. I'm about one. to get into that. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Yep, zero. Yeah. Zero, zero, zero. <laughs> Not only am I willing to give it zero, uh, I'm happy to because it brings my average down. I've been far too generous with the other ones, so this makes me look a little bit better. Dan, do not apply what you think about this to other Goosebumps episodes. Some have been genuinely good. Some are just little nostalgia pieces. This was wank. (laughs) (laughs) My big point of contention is that this is based on book 24 of Goosebumps. So they fucking sped ahead to find this story, to choose to make this an episode. Episode 7 of the first series of Goosebumps. They thought this was a headliner. You fucking crazy. This is the worst shit I've ever seen. I don't know why they... I, I don't know the first six episodes. I know Camp well, Camp Nightmare was two of them, but like this before any of the slappy episodes. Yeah. Any, like, say cheese and die. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think we've got a while until that. It's crazy. Oh, um, even Wolfskin doesn't come for a while, and that should have been well up front, because that is an amazing book. See, I didn't, I didn't read them when I was a kid. I didn't watch it when I was little, so I don't... I don't have anything to base it on other than literally what we're watching now. And if I was in your position, Dan, <laughs> and was re-watching this now, I just wouldn't do this anymore. I reckon I'll quit the pod. 
<laughs> I'll quit a pod that I've been on once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you remember this one, Dan? No, and that's probably why you know it, it was so shit. I don't remember watching it. I obviously watched a few of the episodes. Uh, definitely don't remember this one, and I don't remember reading the Me book either. of it. No, definitely not. Well, the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, to be honest, there's only a few that stand out from the books yeah. and maybe a few episodes uh, and they're probably the classics mm. yeah just did, did not remember this one well we'll be more selective in what one you come on next or do a bunch of them and you'll get more of a fucking yeah. range of what's going <laughs> Throw on enough darts you'll fucking hit something yeah <laughs> um so we've had so far the haunted mask which is uh, that's quite a big one there are a lot of books and there are a lot of episodes on it all of them two-parters the girl who cried monster which was actually quite good that was a little bit of a freaky one Mm. And the Cuckoo Clock of Doom, which is a classic, not the best episode, really nonce heavy. But <laughs> yeah, we've had some classics so far, so it's so odd that we, we got this one, which I don't remember seeing at all. Which must mean that they didn't really play it because kids thought it was fucking boring, which it yeah. is because it's just Phantom of the Opera. I was going to say it's pretty fucking lazy of them yeah. to think that that it's not like a super original. I'm guessing a, a by twenty seven, let alone however many others he wrote. He's probably fucking scratching the bottom of the barrel a little bit, but like, <laughs> wait till he gets to two hundred, uh, mate. Fuck off! He didn't ride that many. There did was, he? there was a lot. There was a lot. And that's just goosebumps. He also has Fear Street, which is like teen ones, and there's fucking hundreds of those as well. Jesus Christ! I want to know why this episode of Goosebumps had seven producers on it. They had seven <laughs> people producing this shit each each child had different production pointers the 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 executive producer the woman did golden compass after this how she got employed after this baffles me the other six producers what what are they doing (laughs) why are they getting a pretty junior at that point to be fair but then i suppose a producer's a producer it doesn't matter how fucking senior you are so it's god knows Someone fucking dropped the I don't ball. even really know what they do. No, yeah. But th- this lends to what we were saying about the last episode, about them having different directions and different mm-hmm. producers and stuff. Because, I mean, you never know, like, with the right di- <laughs> with the right director and, like, a lot more fucking editing, it might have been not a shit, but there would have had to have been a lot of, you know, what if. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We could go all day about making this better, but it is what it is, and we got what we got. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, thank you, boys, for goosing with me. And thank you all for bumping with us. <laughs> if you thought the fandom of the auditorium was garbage, why not leave us a five-star review on the platform you're using right now? And if you did like it, why not leave us a five-star review anyway? Follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at So You Think Pod. You can find those in the description below. And until next time, goosebumps. 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 Well, I- <laughs> this is that rap, the style of my flow for them rocks, bitten, being monsters, slipping that blow. Rock colors, know the style, triple that dough, 40 cal for them cops, up the sit them back slow. What y'all know about cold pies, get them that low.